welcome to Into the Multivoice, Big Daddy Gaming's official news, discussion, opinion, whatever we feel like talking about podcast. I'm Mel. I went to a drag show the other night. Who else is here? I'm Greg, and I thought drag shows were illegal now. Um, Not in Wisconsin, that bitch. Be, that being said, going to make a point to go to one next time I'm down in Philly? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Liam, and uh, you know what? I'm just gonna throw this out there. Can can places like Steam stop reporting exactly what chapter of the game I'm on, so all of my friends know what a slacker I am? That, <laughs> can that just die out already, please? Agreed. I don't need everybody knowing I'm in the menus for three hours. Uh, okay. Sony told I... my Sony told my one friend that I launched Hogwarts Legacy for the first time in like a month. And and she just messages me like, oh, it's about time you got back to that. And I'm like, Sony tattled. What the fuck? Sony tattled. I've got uh. a buddy who lives in Florida. And, like, it's one of those things that, like, when we are together, it's like no time has passed. But, like, in between, we can go weeks to months without sending a you alive text. Yeah. And so <laughs> I get updates that he's okay by the fact that his it pops up in the corner of my laptop sometimes that he's playing something on Steam. So I'm like, oh, not dead. <laughs> not dead. <laughs> love it. Love it. But <laughs> my roommate is in Florida this week, so I did specifically send her, like, make sure he's alive. And he is indeed alive. That's good. I, you never know when you're going to Florida. <laughs> oh, I... I... <laughs> Florida's scary right now, man. <laughs> a lot of that southern area is. The, I, the I, only I'll stay thing out I, here in the west coast. The only thing I know going on in Florida right now is uh, the what the hell do they call it? The red tide with all the, with all the toxic fish bodies washing up on the beaches. Oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> then there's the whole. Um, the the uh, fact that apparently the don't get, say gay is going to be expanded up through high school. It's not just for the young young children who it's not appropriate for them. It's going to get expanded through high school. It looks like, and so it's it was never really about the children. Um, you, you know, the I whole transphobia thing. The fact that every school had to pull all the books out of their classrooms thing. Like it's bad down there. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, what else can we say? Like, yeah. The U.S. is fucked up right now. I mean, it's not much better over in the U.K. from my understanding, but. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But hey, the the whoever turf lady ringleader who went to New Zealand got tomato soup thrown on her, so I'll take comfort in that. Wow. <laughs> uh, what is it, Posey Parker or whatever? <laughs> So, but we are here to talk about games and stuff, and holy shit, it's been over a month since we were recorded, and we have a lot to talk about. We definitely do. In fact, we have more games than usual, too. So many games. Well, it's been a month. I've had time to actually play something. You have. You have played a whole two things. <laughs> I've played Congrats. more than that. I'm just not allowed to talk about some of them. That's true. There or I, or I've put maybe, like, legal. or I've maybe put, like, three three hours into it and i can't talk about it <laughs> right Let, let's let's not jeopardize our relationships um i'll go first since i have a lot of them and i think a bunch of them will go really quick 
Um, the first one is one that there is already a review up for on the website. I played a game called Tents and Trees, which is absolutely delightful. Um, so is... you guys both know I absolutely fucking love pick cross games. Well, yes. Right. Who doesn't love a yeah. good pick cross game? Right, but like d during the pandemic, I got really into pick cross games. <laughs> so, um, I, I would say I have played eighty percent of the pick cross games that are on the Nintendo eShop. The only ones I haven't played are like Pick Cross S three, which is just you know like uh, here's an assortment of puzzles. Enjoy. Like I, I prefer ones that have a little more than that. Um, such as the excellent Murder by Numbers, which is pick cross plus murder mystery good shit um but tents and trees it's kind of pick cross but kind of not so it takes place on the same sort of grid with numbers uh, above and to the side um and there are trees scattered on the grid and every tree needs to have at least one tent in a cardinal direction from it okay okay um and for each tree there will be a tent so if you have two Tent trees next to each other each one gets a tent it's not like one will be for both of them hmm. um but the um they obviously you have to conform to the numbers on the grid of like how many tents can be in each row and then tents cannot be within like the four cardinal directions and the four diagonals from each other and so it's about figuring out where to place the tents that satisfies all those conditions. And it starts easy, and then it gets harder, and then it gets really hard when the numbers disappear from some of the sides. <laughs> wow. Um, but I, I played it for review. Um, there are a shit ton of puzzles in this game. Like, it is not a very expensive game. It's very budget-friendly. It's I don't remember the exact price, but it's definitely... 10 bucks or under. And um, I am still playing the game, and it has daily puzzles, which unlike the last game I played with daily puzzles, these ones stack, and you can go back to them. Well, that's good. So, because, you know, just... people have lives. <laughs> right, right. And there is just so much content. Um, if anyone is curious, it is available, I found out, after I didn't find this out until after I reviewed the game, which maybe I should have done a little more research. Whoopsie. Um, but it did let me review the game on its own merits. Uh, the game is also available on the App Store. And that is a, like, play so much and then pay for credits to keep playing more than your allotted amount a day kind of a thing. Which, okay. But that does mean that if you're curious about the game, you can try it out before buying it on the Switch, and buying it on the Switch just gives you the whole thing fully unlocked, no credits, no nothing. So, if you like the concept, I think the Switch version is definitely the way to go, but if you're curious, like, want a demo, there is the mobile version available, which is super nice. I love when that happens. Um, second thing I played, I'll talk about these together, I played a game called NES Escape and Trophy. Uh, these are two games that are made in the style of an old NES game. One is basically an escape room, and the other one, it's a Mega Man-like, you know? Hmm. Um, unfortunately, the so the trophy, the one that is the Mega Man-like game, 
I'm not, I didn't have a good time with. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And uh -oh. that's mostly down to me, I think. Because, like, um, it's one of those games that, like, they've made it in the style of the NES game. But they've also done that thing where they emulated the difficulty of an NES platformer. Mm. And Fine. those just aren't my kind of game. Like, I, 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 I didn't grow up with the NES. I... I... I'm not someone who likes playing games that are difficult for the sake of being difficult, you know. Um, I like to be challenged, but I don't want to repeatedly ram my head against the wall. That's why I don't play Dark Souls. Um, I, I should have tackled that game then, you know, so I could beat my head against the wall like I did with Narita Boy. <laughs> when, that, when that sorely let me down. Yeah, and so, like, and, like, I can tell that on, if you are someone who is into that kind of game, you might like it, but there are some drawbacks. Like, the level geometry is kind of repetitive. There isn't really a cohesion between the levels, despite them supposedly all taking place in generally the same area. Um, it does that thing where if you kill an enemy, walk backwards and walk forwards, the enemy is there again. Which I know that's a thing, but goddamn is it one of those things I hate, because I'm someone... Where if a jump is coming up, I like to back up and then go for it. And if the enemy placement was originally on the edge of the jump, <laughs> yeah. it screws me over. And there, there is some enemy placement that feels really fucking bullshit. Um, the one point that told me, like, oh, it's we're playing this kind of game. Um, I was standing on a ledge, and there was a pit that I clearly had to jump over, but I could not see the platform on the other side. So oh. it's one of those things one of those things where it's a bit of a leap of faith, which like I understand that. That's a thing that these games do. Um, when I jumped, I went through the air and I was clearly going to make it. And as the wall on the other side came into view, there was an enemy that walks up and down on the wall that fired, hit me, and knocked me oh. back into the pit. Oh no. And it's like that's one of those things that's like how am i supposed to account for that right. you know they so there, they really up the leap of faith <laughs> yeah so the, so and the second time i made it no problem so it was clearly not like the enemy spawns in the same place every time kind of a thing um so it's it's one of those things that like if you like that kind of bullshit difficulty have at ye but i don't i think it's in a game that is for an incredibly niche audience um what I can tell, it's one of those games that also, like, they made it in the style of the NES, and then they uh, did, like, a Kickstarter to release it on NES cartridges. It's, like, that kind of nostalgia-baity project, you know? Yeah. Um, the other one was NES Escape, and that was a, um, like, an escape room, like I said. And it was all right. It took me and my roommate working together three times to get it, and... The biggest challenge that we had was that of the sound. Um, so there is a constant like sound music loop playing the entire time, which fine, uh, but you do have to listen to certain sound cues, and there wasn't a way to turn off the music. That just so, sounds like a nightmare. Right, and so what would happen is, is I would hit the button to play what's like on the tape recorder and it was and it was saying a word and so i would 
hit the button and it would say the word and it'd be real short and then it's, you know the audio is slightly garbled because NES and then the music would immediately kick back in and then I'd do it again and the music would immediately kick back in so I'd have to hit it a few times to like get an idea of what it was saying and then there was a bit where it was we had to decipher musical notes but you play them one at a time Ooh. and then have to you hear the sound cues for them one at a time and then you have to go play it on the piano and so you'd hear one music hear one music hear one music because it took a half a second for you to move the cursor to play Ooh. the next one and it was infuriating um yeah. we ended up recording it on my phone so we could listen back to it um there was there was a bit of there was a bit with morse code i had to look up a morse code code thing on my phone there wasn't like a morse code key in the game which i think that's a failure because it then takes you out of the game experience and onto your phone uh-huh um the game's not super replayable because it's an escape room it they the brief they sent me said that there were randomized elements i played it three times and unless there's only a handful and i hit the the random the same time every time i didn't see anything um mm. oh, oh my god the the one and I, I i say all this like sounding like i'm down on the game i had a lot of fun with it let's be clear but they these are severe flaws that someone kind of needs to know going in um, I had to look up a guide for this game because one of those words it um, that I had to decipher so I could type it into the typewriter. We just we we spent we were sitting there literally fifteen to twenty minutes trying to figure out what it was and we couldn't. And so I had to look up a guide to find out what the word was because to, to us it sounded like pure cure um cure like some something with a your ending you know mm -hmm. the word was sh the word was shiver wow uh but the, but the audio was so garbled in in keeping with that game style that it essentially broke the game for us because we couldn't make out what was being said wow so and the problem is like the rest of the game that wasn't related to anything with audio banger of a time had a great time but that part infuriating yeah um i have other games but someone else can go for a bit <laughs> greg you wanna you wanna sure. hit it uh i decided i wanted to be punished recently so oh, no. i picked up one of the latest souls likes on the market wulong fallen dynasty that sounds not like a Souls-like title. That sounds like a Dynasty Warriors title. Uh, it's made by the team that makes the Nioh games. So, oh, okay. uh, and it plays, and and it has its own special gimmick. But it's very clear that Team Ninja was just like, what if we take Nioh One, <laughs> and instead of putting it in Japan, we put it in China. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, don't get me wrong, the game is very polished. Uh, it gives me Sekiro vibes with how reliant it likes to be on parrying. Mm -hmm. Because parrying and dodging are the same button. 
nice. like if you parry, if you dodge like into an attack, or like through an attack at the right time, you'll parry it. And that manipulates a ga uh, spirit gauge that dictates whether you're staggered or your spells and martial arts abilities, weapon arts, cost spirit. Mm -hmm. So, you can, as you spend it, it goes to the left. It's balanced in the middle. As you spend it, it goes to the left. If it gets all the way to the left and you get hit, you're staggered. Or you can... Or, and you get it to go to the right by beating the shit out of the enemy with your weapon. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I beat it. I did beat it. I almost platinumed wow. it, actually. Yay! Um, I'm just in the collect-a-thon portion of platinuming the game. But I did beat the game. Uh, some of the bosses can go fuck themselves. I'm thinking of Lu Bu in particular. Uh, shocker, it's a Chinese history game and Lu Bu's in it. No and, way! And he's just as big of a dick as he is in every other Chinese-based video game that he appears in. Um, There's a lot of weird systems going on. It uses a virtue system instead of traditional stat leveling. So, like, instead of leveling your HP your level, your wood nature stat. And oh, that okay. will alter like th each each nature, each of the five natures there's wood, water, fire, metal. What's the fifth one? Doesn't matter because I clearly didn't think it was useful. Uh <laughs> I don't know, my character is maxed out in metal nature because I wanted to sling spells, and raising your metal nature decreases the amount of spirit that spells cost. Okay. Um, but each of them, each of the elements do different things. Oh, the other one is earth. The last one's earth. You uh, figure that out. And they counteract with each other. Uh, before I even played the game, my friend was complaining about a giant electric bird and I said throw poison at it without knowing anything about the game other than what he told me I j he, I'm just like throw poison at it and that Did ended that up work? yes it's actually the counter to it you get poison nice. spells by raising your metal thing there's a lot about the game that I really do like um, I hate the little collect-a-thon bullshit uh, I hate that you cannot access the blacksmith from flags in maps. You cannot travel as a party back to the main hub. So you cannot mm -hmm. salvage all the fucking equipment you're getting because you can't access the damn blacksmith. Um, the NPC companions, I might as well not summon them half the time because they're dumb as rocks. They make great mm -hmm. they make great sponges, but they are dumb as rocks. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things I can nitpick about the game. It does look good. It plays well. I had very little issues prior to the first update that was supposed to improve performance, and then I started started seeing performance issues, like enemies <laughs> teleporting and shit like that. So. <laughs> 
enemies teleporting across the map because people are standing at different spots and whacking them at the same time. Um, which was very fun to watch. It reminded me of the early days of Elden Ring, where you could ping pong an enemy between two locations because, or maps just wouldn't load. Uh, my friend did send me a video of him fall, just falling through the floor. You know, like you do. Yeah, he just jumped off a cliff and went right through the floor. Um, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> like you do in a Souls-like. Uh, but it's clear that after uh, Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise flopped, because let's mm -hmm. be honest, that flopped really bad, Team Ninja went back to just making what they know and yeah. it's pretty evident that they're good at that like it was a really good game i would recommend it if you're a souls fan there's a lot to love if you played the nio games and you enjoyed those there's a lot to love here um yeah uh, i think i'll leave it at that it's it's definitely a game i'd recommend if you're into that genre of games but i don't know if i would call it a must play Maybe when some of the DLC comes out, maybe. Because it's a okay. Team Ninja game, so there will be DLC. <laughs> there is no question. Yeah, there's no, will be. there's no question. They haven't announced it or anything, but it just will be. You cannot play with your ball right now. I am recording. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> that, that, it, the, the bell jingling that will be on the recording as well was my cat cheshire playing with one of his many bell balls because he's a spoiled little brat and i buy him oh. toys every week all animals deserve to be spoiled i buy him toys every week no you can't play with that right now give me that so i have to say wulong is on uh game pass it is okay. wulong is and i had heard some people talk about it so i did install it and i did give it a shot and I loved hearing you talk about it because my experience was I didn't get out of the fucking tutorial. Oh, so I'm uh, done with it. Okay, 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 okay. So it's a great <clears throat> thing about subscription services. Team, exactly. Team Ninja finally decided they wanted to pull Dark Souls even more than they were already doing, and <laughs> made an impossibly difficult opening tutorial that you can't summon any help on. Yeah. <laughs> and that and they are gatekeeping their own game <laughs> pretty much yeah uh I mean, because that fight chased one of my friends off who loves soul likes because oh, well. the boss the boss does too much damage and then the update they fucking did the very first update they buffed that boss what the fuck <laughs> They buffed so that no boss, chance. and they buffed Lu Bu. The only other boss I really fucking hated in the game, they buffed both of them. I'm guessing, assuming they were too easy. I just want to talk game. as I grab my beating stick, because I, I use a staff in Wulong. As I grab my beating <laughs> stick, I just want to talk to someone at Team Ninja. I just want to talk. Just, just, just a minute. But uh, no, like they are gatekeeping their own game, because uh, it's literally one of the most unfair Souls-like bot tutorial bosses that you can encounter. I'm glad to know that I wasn't the only one. No, that no. does make me feel. No, better. I don't get me wrong. Like I said, Wulong is a lot of fun, 
but that tutorial is zero fun. Like, yeah, it does yeah. it does teach you like everything you need to be able to beat the guy. But like, I'm looking through the titles in the game later, and there's one for like beating that guy without taking damage, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. Um, there's one for beating any, any boss in the game without taking damage and without having other actual players helping you. You can summon NPCs to help you, but mm -hmm. not in that fight. <laughs> the game gives you an NPC in that fight, but he's just like, you guys get back in here and I'll draw aggro, and then he draws zero aggro, and, <laughs> and you get stomped into the fucking ground. Fuck that first boss. And I was so excited when I beat him just to realize he's a he's a phase two boss in the tutorial. Yeah. For reference, yeah. <laughs> for reference, there's only like maybe out of the like roughly 18 bosses you fight, there's only maybe three of them that are two stage bosses. Wow. And they put one of them in the tutorial. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, maybe I'm I, so I maybe I maybe anymore. maybe after Liam chimed in, maybe I should change my statement. If you want to get Punished. If you're looking to beat your head against a wall for a couple hours, uh, play Wulong. It, it, it is a fun game, but like the tutorial will chase a lot of people off. Play Wulong, though. Uh, and it's available on last gen, too. At least I know it's available on the PS4. Yeah. Good to know. Alright. You and I both played something. We, we shared a gaming experience. Unbeknownst to us. We shared a gaming experience, that is yeah, true. I, I, I wrote a whole piece about it, not knowing that you had also been playing. Yeah, and then, I, and then I saw her piece, and I'm like, hey, I've been playing that too! <laughs> <laughs> um, Pokemon Infinite Fusion. Which is... It is not a ROM hack, because it's built in RPG Maker. Yes. Um, it, it feels like a lot of the more complex, I want to make a Pokemon fan game, but... It's more than I'm going to be able to adjust an existing game to. Oh yeah, to the, that route. uh, there was a previous game before we dive into this one called Pokemon Fusion Generations, which okay. attempted, which attempted this same concept as a ROM hack, and mm -hmm. it didn't go well. Uh. <laughs> yeah, as as someone who, out of curiosity, tried at ROM hacking in college. The, 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 A, it's not easy. It, what these people do is pretty damn impressive. Um, but B, also, there is a lot of limitations based on what the, um, the ROM has delegated as space for certain things that they can go in. So something as simple as adding a new Pokemon is a monumental task. Because yes. if you fuck it up, you're going to break the entire game. That's what. That's why you see a lot of ROM hacks that are like, all right, well, we got rid of these ones to put these ones in, because it's a lot yeah. easier to replace existing slots than it is to add slots. Yes. Great. Surprisingly, one of the easiest things to do is alter dialogue, um, because it's just a matter of replacing it. Um, but anyway, so Pokemon Infinite Fusion is... What if you could fuse any Pokemon with any Pokemon, and they they committed wholeheartedly to it? 
Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. What? Anything. What if you confuse any Pokemon, any Pokemon, and oh boy, can you fuse anything you want together? Uh, yes, and um, the names are all Smash Up names, and the uh, the sprites are like that old Pokemon Fusion websites sprites where it just kind of graphs the face of and colors of one onto another. Not um, all of them, though. Not not all of them. That granted, that is if you are playing it vanilla. Um, the real way to play is to go to the Pokemon Infinite Fusion Discord where they have literally thousands of custom-made sprites that you import into the game. And some of them are badass, some of them are dumb, some of them are cute, and some of them are a meme. Wow. Like, if you fuse, like, a Doduo with a Doduo, you get a Doduo with, like, 16 heads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, Infinite Fusion does something interesting. Uh, Mega Pokemon exist. Yeah. If you fuse two of the same and it has a mega form, that's what oh, it will yeah. be. That's what it will be. Like Mega Pokemon existed in this game. Yeah, and fusing is not just aesthetic. It is also you get create something that has a type pulled from each of the original Pokemon, and depending on which direction you fuse, because one is chosen as the head and the other is chosen as the body. Um, that produces different typings and it produces different stat layouts because uh, there's six stats and three are associated with the head and three are associated with the body. So if you take something um, that is tanky and graft it onto something that has impressive attacking power, you can make something that's pretty steamroller. And so it's... Okay, It adds a layer of strategy, but for me, I'm just like... What if this went with that and it turned out cute? And sometimes it's horrifying. What if, what if this went with that and it turns out like a looking like a badass? Oh my gosh, it's derpy. Um, right. Because <laughs> that's um, my experience half the time. <laughs> I th- there is an entire website which if you go to our our website and you find the piece about Pokemon Infinite Fusion that I wrote up, I link to it there. There is a website that has basically made itself a catalog resource for the fusions. And basically, uh, if you pick a Pokemon, it will then show you what it looks like fused with all the other Pokemon that people have made as uh, custom sprites. And uh, some of them... Oh boy, sometimes just, just go on through the Mr. Mime fusions. Because, nightmare. Okay. Um, yeah, my favorite, like, not, not visually form, because it's actually freaking horrifying, the sprite someone made, but my favorite smash-up of names is Mr. Mime and Pinsir becomes Mr. Sir. <laughs> uh, and that is one you will actually encounter in-game. He's terrifying. Like, you'll see, that that's one you'll see, like, a trainer has that. Yeah. And it is, um, it's terrifying looking, and it hits like a fucking truck. <laughs> yeah, I I personally, I scrolled through. Um, I was not ready. <laughs> all the, what all the, the, the uh, Dragonair forms look like, and some people have made some really cool things. And I, for the sake of research, I was like, you know, I need to know if people are getting weird with this. And so I scrolled through. Everything that had been combined with Gardevoir 
Um, uh, I am pleased to report. She's treated nicely. A lot of them are very pretty. Wow. That's um, actually unheard of. Now what right? about Gallade? Uh <laughs> I, I didn't scroll through that. Uh, um, but yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. My favorite custom fusion is Kangaskong and Lugia. Oh. Yeah. Um because in the pouch you get a little baby bird trio. That's so cute. <laughs> my that's my favorite custom fusion in the game. I did not get that in my playthrough, but my brother did and he showed it to me. And it was <laughs> it was it's so fucking adorable. Um, <laughs> so the I should be clear that it is uh the Kanto and Johto regions, um, but it is altered. They've added a lot of storyline stuff related to the fact that Pokemon Fusion is an element of this world. It's not just like that's there and you and the story never comments on it. Like it's explicitly something that Team Rocket is running around doing. Uh, there is a boss fight in which all three legendary birds get fused into one because they're trying to make a triple fusion. Um, oh. And currently, only two fusion, two Pokemon fusions so exist. I'm, I'm curious about that though. Why doesn't Infinite Fusions have triple fusions? I'm not saying with every Pokemon, but as I mentioned earlier, Fusion Generations was a ROM hack one, and it did have triple fusions for like combining all the third forms of the starter starter mons together, like or combining all three legendary birds together. It did have those. But you had yeah. to go to you had to go to Bill to get them done. Yeah, I I don't know why it's not like that. Probably just the idea of their scope of the project. Um and they've added some quest stuff that you can do things and get things by going to places and helping people. I know I'm being very specific right now. Yo, uh, <laughs> helping people. Yeah, so um it, it it is like it's one of those things where it's familiar but also fresh and I appreciate that. Yeah. If you're a Pokemon fan, check it out while you wait for the DLC to drop because Yes, we'll we'll get into oh, that. Oh, and and in a bit. and Oak would tell you not to complete the Pokédex in this game. <laughs> yes, cuz it's a fool's errand. <laughs> <laughs> you will I don't know anyone in the Discord who can say they've done it. The programmers say that the Pokédex certificate is in the game. So oh you you can earn it. But... Good luck. Good um, luck. I guess, Liam, would you like to talk about something you've played? Oh, I certainly can. Um, <laughs> um, the 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 big one for the past two weekends, of course, has been Diablo Four. And before uh, I say anything, from the bad yes, company, I was going to say yes. Blizzard Activision is a horrible company, and we're just going to set that aside because. <laughs> no, we're, we're no, we're not. Before. No, we're not. We have to talk about them later. <laughs> yeah, well, they're yeah, on our list yeah. for later. They're on our list yeah, for no, later. We have to talk about that. Always <laughs> on the list. They're always <laughs> on this. Anyway, um, I am pleased to say that Diablo Four is. It presented everything that I wanted in a step step up from Diablo, but then the typical Blizzard happened, and they just dicked it all up so um let me go Good through boy. a little bit of it number one the graphics um and i am going to share with you in general something that we can even put up on the website if we want to 
but this is a step up from Diablo 3 to Diablo 4. Of course, they reverse the damn images, so the good one is first, but you can see the difference between the sorceress. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it goes from a cartoon to a quote-unquote photorealistic game. Um, and the entire game did that, so it, it is good. Is that the modern attitude? Exactly. Um, because gameplay, they didn't really add a thing. It still plays like Diablo. Um, the one thing they did do that kind of has some people pissed is they took um, uh, couch co-op off of the PC version. Hmm. Because apparently on consoles, when you log into a console, you actually log into the controller that you're using. Hmm. So it's easy to keep separate accounts. On a PC, you log that PC into your Blizzard account, so it would be hard to log a second account into that PC. So they just took the functionality out, from what I understand. Um, okay, which, when you lay it out like that, it, it kind of makes sense, but it does suck. Right. And most of us who play PC, that's not going to be an issue. We play online anyway, but we've talked about it a hundred times. More options for the player is always better, so it is kind of... Uh, like you said, I get it, but uh, um, there is a much bigger issue here, though, because Diablo has always been a single-player game that you can play with your friends. Mm -hmm. There's no nice way to say this. This is a fucking MMO. Oh, no! It is always online, and there were more than one time when I was like, I am going to go out in the field and just grind myself to the next level and like a group would just railroad right over the top of me, taking my mobs, not even bidding me hello or nothing, just right, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is like the first month of wow. And I absolutely hated it. Um, I will say that it got to the point that I said, if I had not pre-ordered and they were so big a dicks about trying to get a refund, I would refund because that to me is a, is a deal breaker. Yeah. But I'm already in, so... It is what it is, but I want people to be aware that is probably the biggest thing. And my thing is, you know, we have had companies that if you bitch long and loud enough, they change something. Blizzard really needs to think about this. I, I will forgive them for putting a goddamn store in this game, which is also there, and two forms of currency. Okay, but is it is it functional on. in the beta? What's that? The store? No. Yeah. The store tab was there, but there was nothing. Because it was in Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> right. No, there's the tab there. And I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, hell. And I clicked on it. It doesn't do anything. Not yet. For the past two weekend. Yeah, right. But, it but the, the currency is still there. Both currencies are there. And they gave you a pittance for being in the beta or whatever. Um, the big thing about the beta, and of course, if anybody hears this, it's going to be much too late, but if you made it to level 20 in either one of the beta weekends, you get an absolutely adorable backpack that has a sleeping wolf cub in it, and he moves around and yawns and flaps his ear, and yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, when betas, I usually am like, I play for maybe an hour, and then I'm like, okay, I saw it, it's good, I'll play it when it comes out, and I had to force myself to get to level 20 for the sand backpack so oh. um yeah. <laughs> it's just like it. how i had to do everything in the fucking uh miles morales spider-man game right. just so i could get the suit that has the cat in a backpack right yeah exactly <laughs> that's that's exactly what this felt like it was like 
I am so done, but I have three more levels to go. <laughs> but, but I need the cute animal. Yeah, and I had only the weekend to do it on. Because I, I, I wasn't told the first weekend. A friend of mine actually informed me this past weekend. And he told me on Friday night. And I was like, shit, I know what I'm doing Saturday, I guess. <laughs> so, but it it if you are a Diablo fan, I can tell you that Diablo 4 is the Diablo that we wanted after 3. With some caveats. Um, there are some problems. Um we can only hope that they're going to either be addressed by the community or by Blizzard, which it's more hopeful the community will say something. Why did, yeah, but why did Blizzard make an MMO Diablo? I I, I could not find... Diablo um, Immortal um, sucked because of that. Why would you... Exactly. Exactly. And I was like... Here, what, here's, like... here's my guess. Uh-oh. So... It has the shop in there, which I presume will have cosmetics. Yes. You can't have the peer pressure to buy the fancy cosmetics if you can't see all the other people online that you didn't choose to be there with. You know, this is true. So... And I thought about that. But if I wouldn't even mind if like towns and hub areas are multiplayer. Mm -hmm. So I can see everybody's fancy sparkly outfits. Or oh, whatever. yeah. I wouldn't what, care what, if non-combat zones were multiplayer. It's exactly the fact that it's, it's not hubs. I don't want to fight somebody for my mobs. Mm -hmm. I just, it, yeah, that, that's the biggest part that I didn't like. Um, well, and the store. But I, I'm pretty sure the store is going to be all cosmetics. They're not going to be pay to win. XP booster um, incoming. Rel Rift keys I, incoming. I hope not. I oh no no no. The keys are all. Mm, yeah, eh, they could say whatever they want now. <laughs> yeah, no, they're there. Um, you will find chests that have a big padlock on them, and one of the things that I saw, I can't remember where they weren't on the shop, but they were somewhere in the, in the mix of things were keys, and you had to buy, you had to pay with the premium currency to get the keys to open those specific boxes. All the other boxes you could open, but these specific boxes, and of course they were big glowy, you really want to open this box type boxes. So there mm. is that. So there are we some bad things in pressure. Yeah. Oh, oh, the FOMO is very real here. Um, but it, the problem is, is that the game that it's all attached to is really good. Hey guys, it's, <laughs> hey guys, it's Christmas. How about you buy this special little Santa Santa's elf pet for only fifty fifty dollars? Uh -huh. Fifty doubloons. Fifty doubloons. Oh, whatever oh, the fucking you know premium what? currency is in that game. You know what? The one that killed me, and this sounds like such a nitpick, but when you've gotten used to it, in Diablo three, your cosmetic pets pick up gold for you, so you don't have to run around the field and pick up all the gold. Now you have to run around I, the field and pick up all the gold. I felt that absence more than anything else in the game i was like where's my fucking pet i don't want to be the one doing this <laughs> so yeah everything else was where it needed to be but i was like i need a cosmetic pet just to pick up my gold yeah so i had a blast with it um even with the few complaints and like if the store is not live so i don't know how awful it's gonna be we know it's gonna be awful but i didn't know how awful it was gonna be um but the beta itself it was it was fairly stable um Past the first day, there weren't queues, so I really do think they kind of worked that out after that first weekend. Um, it, it was smoother than I could have expected, and I'm really 
I'm hoping that they do better than the D3 launch because the D3 launch was a fucking meme for years. So (laughs) (laughs) kind of hoping they do better with this. I mean, I feel like every (laughs) Blizzard launch is like that these days. It feels like it. It really does. So I'm not, I'm, I, I don't have realistic hopes for it, but for their sake, I really hope it goes off without a hitch. <laughs> I got some but bad news I, for you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so uh... I, I did enjoy my time though. I, and I, I, I do own it. I did, I did pre-order. So I'm in for a penny and for a pound. And you played also the, the oh, like God. Bayonetta baby game, baby yeah. Bayonetta, baby yeah, Babyetta yeah, um, Babyetta. That's what we're calling. I now. have, I have played one Bayonetta game in my entire life, and it wasn't the Jennifer Hale one. So I don't even know what's going on. But I loved <laughs> the style of this game, like the art style and stuff. And I was like, shit, what? Why not? I'm gonna jump in. Um. I also had no idea what I was getting into because do you guys remember the game Two Brothers? Yes. Yeah. Where you controlled one brother with one stick and one brother with the other stick? Mm-hmm. Yes. That that is this friend. game. That is this game. Okay. She moves with the left stick and everything all of her magic is on the left button and then he moves with the right stick and all of his attacks are on the right button. Okay. Um there is a more complicated if you if you want to complicate things um she has i guess her attacks or dances in the game or whatever um but in this one she does her little witchcraft as a dance you can do it as like you push a button at the right time and so forth, but they also have an auto function oh nice so you can yeah you could just turn it on and say i'm gonna cast this spell and she does all the little things for you and twirls around and i'm like that's cool um because i have a hard enough time letting my hands think independently of each other while holding one controller. That shit is maddening, folks. I don't <laughs> there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um trying to get your fingers to do independent thought like that is it it's amazing. It's it's frustrating, but once you get it, it feels so good. Um and I was right about the art style. This is a it's like a fairy tale story and the pages are turning and the watercolors fill up the page and then you Ooh. move across the screen. It is absolutely gorgeous. And it's a little chibi art style. And um, I don't know anything uh, the boyfriend mentioned is this demon so-and-so. And I'm like, I have no idea because she calls him Cheshire. That's literally the extent of my Bayonetta knowledge right there. So uh-huh. <laughs> I have no idea if this is her demon or something for this story or whatever. Um, but I like him. He hides in her stuffed cat that she carries around. Yes. And Which I guess is so better can... than uh, her clothes being made out of demon. Um, She still has the hair thing going on because apparently that's what, oh, I can't remember what her mistress's name is, but the witch that taught her. Um, I don't like the th- about... I don't like the use of the word mistress when talking about children. <laughs> yeah, she was fourteen, by the way. I, I don't like the, I don't like that word. Can we use something else? Her madam. Her, her, yeah, her matron. There we go. A matron is appropriate. Thank you. But yeah, I I can't remember her name, but she does talk about the. She calls it hair magic, which talk about awkward phrases. I'm like, really? We're going with that? Um, I mean. As someone who was raised as a little girl, 
Um, I will say there is something special about magic stuffed animals, magic jewelry, and a magic hair. Magic hair. That's yeah, why yeah. we like the Disney version of Rapunzel so much because her hair is magic. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And there is, there is, I mean, that is in this game, but it doesn't come out as gameplay the way it does in the mainline Bayonetta game. Right. Um, but I, this thing is so charming. I, and I, I, I hate to use that as like the key phrase to hang everything on, but it's an adorable game. It's beautiful. And it, it, it's, it's captivating even without like, I know Dick about this lore, but I'm totally into this story. So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a blast with it. Very simple gameplay. If you turn on the auto for that dancing, cause that's just some mm -hmm. mind numbing pushing button shit, but um, it's hard enough doing the two two things and getting through the story. So I just right. didn't feel like adding that extra oomph in there. But it is there for those of us who want to challenge. Um, but yeah, is, if you're a Bayonetta fan, you should already have it. And if you're not a Bayonetta fan, I wish it had a demo because it may win you over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really liking it. Good. All right. I've got three more. I will try and be quick about at least two of them. Um, but no promises. Uh, I started playing my first ever Yakuza game. Wow. Hi. Yeah. Um, I started, so I, I, um, had upgraded. So I, I, uh, I knew I wanted the second level of the PlayStation plus, um, but I didn't want to make the full hundred dollar payment at once. So what I did is I renewed at the base level. And then this month I was like, oh, I have the spare money. Let me upgrade now, you know? Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I basically, I broke up the payment that way. And so I, um, as part of that, uh, I now have access to all the Yakuza games that are on there. And I was like, you know what? I'll fucking give it a try. And so I Googled and I looked at like fan communities and they said I could start with either one or zero. So I started with zero. Don't know if that was the right choice, but that's what I did. I mean... Yeah. I think pretty much all of the Yakuza games are great, so you can't really go wrong. But right. it, it's like, it, it's story element-wise. Like, you want to start at the beginning of some arc. Right, right, exactly. I wanted to start at the beginning, and I was like, what's the difference between 1 and 0? And it's basically, 1 is 1 and 0 is a prequel. And I was like, well, I doubt it'll be that big of an issue for me to start with the prequel. If anything, it'll just make things make sense more later, I guess. Yeah. Um, so far, I've been having a lot of fun. I was astounded when it gave me my first karaoke section 30 minutes in. And that one of my two options for the first karaoke section was the song that everyone memed. So, of course, <laughs> this is exactly what I did. Wow. Um... <laughs> I'm not that deep, because uh, I've been very busy lately, so I didn't get to... And I only started this, like, last Thursday, and it's Monday now. Um, and I had a busy weekend seeing a drag show. And so um, I'm only in, like, chapter two or three. I am not that deep. But um, it's all right. I I am finding myself more interested in, like the characters and the story and that kind of stuff than the gameplay though. Um, 
but I'm not a big beat em up person, so um, I mean that doesn't surprise me. That's what people play Yakuza games for. They don't play it because of the beat em up action. They play it because right. of the wackiness that takes place in right. those games. <laughs> right, and so um, and like it's fine, but it's not really engaging me. So I am I am considering just so I can get through that more easily and get to the parts I enjoy. I'm considering just dropping the difficulty down. So. We'll see. I'll report back next time we get together on how my Yakuza adventures went. But so far, I am enjoying it. I tried out the Ishin port, the samurai one. Oh, yeah, but I didn't the, get, the samurai spinoff? Yeah, I didn't get super far in it, so that's why it's not on the list. But I did try it out, and it is pretty good. All right, that's great. I don't like the fact that they called it a like a dragon when it's not a turn-based. That's because so, that's what the series is called in Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I found out too. And so I don't know why they chose to name the like a dragon over here in the states like that, because I feel like it's just going to cause confusion. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that uh, like a dragon in Japan was just called like a dragon, like a dragon, and it was great. Okay, that wow. that that's, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> that. <laughs> um. I am curious, like, once I get through all the Yakuza, like, I am, it's going to take me a while, but I do intend to kind of just work my way through the titles, assuming I don't get bored and stuff, but I am curious about, like, the Judgment spinoffs, because I've heard good things about those, so. Uh, those it are going to be like... the series that continues the beat-em-up yeah. of yeah. Yakuza, yeah. and then Yakuza and... is going to be turn-based from here on out, oh, from what really? we've been told. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, apparently it did I... a lot better than they thought it would. <laughs> so yeah. I started Money. the first judgment. Um I really liked it. Um I okay. don't know why I didn't go back to I have both of the judgments on PS5. And it was one of those yeah. things like I started it, I was really into it, and for whatever reason I didn't go back to it. But yeah, they're good. Yeah, I've heard no shortage of, of good things about just about every entry. So I'm I'm looking forward to exploring this. Yeah. Um one of the other things I played, uh, I played a fucking mobile game. <laughs> um, so I was playing something else, and it like got interrupted by a forced ad, which I hate, you know. But and I was like, this is obviously an ad that is not representative of what the game is. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing anything right now, and I downloaded it, and I'm really glad I did. It's a game called Cooking Diary, and um. You remember how I love the Cake Mania games? Yeah. It's it's basically Cake Mania on mobile. Like it's it's the same general idea. It's just after every so many levels you move into a completely different restaurant type. So like you start off at like a diner and then you get a pizza place and then you work the concessions at a movie theater and it moves through all these different ones and it's I've been really enjoying it. Um if not for the horrible monetization practices. Oh no. And like, they're not stopping me. I'm having a lot of fun. And like, I don't mind occasionally kicking a few bucks on a mobile game if I really like it. Like, I'm not someone who's like gonna spend $300 on a mobile game, but I don't mind like every month or two. Okay, here's two bucks, you know? Yeah. Uh, just because I am generally playing for free. Um, so it follows the uh the progression kind of 
of those cake mania style games and that in order to make your equipment in the kitchen work faster or um, your items sell for more money, you need to upgrade them. And at first it lulled me in with a false sense of security because it was you're upgrading with the money you earn by playing the levels. And I knew there was a second currency, but it looked like it was for, you know, cosmetics or like a, I failed the level, but let me try, let me, um, like, let me keep what I've gotten, but add like a minute to the clock and give me a few more customers so I can make it to the end of like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I want to keep going in the level. I don't want to have to restart the level, which restarting levels, not that bad. They're only like two to three minutes long each. So not terrible. Um, but it seemed like it was going to be like for that. It's not. <laughs> um, after a certain point, doing your upgrades in your kitchen costs both in-game money and the um, premium currency. And Ooh, it doesn't cost. It doesn't cost a lot of the premium currency. And this sh game, it is. I will admit, shockingly generous with the premium currency. Uh, Generally, your upgrades, uh, it, for a low-level upgrade, it'll cost, like, five of the premium currency, and the high-level later-on upgrades will cost, like, 12. And you do not need to 100% upgrade things to make it through that restaurant's levels. Um, mm. So, it, like, if, if you're good at the game, you don't have to fully upgrade, which is nice. Um, and the game... Every time you complete a story section, will kick you 20, and there's always, like, events that'll kick you a little bit. So if you are smart with how you do it, it's totally feasible, but I can totally see that pressure to get the premium currency. Like, if you are not paying, you are not going to be able to afford to spend the premium currency on, like, that, that continue level stuff. Because you're going to have to reserve it all for your upgrades. And you're not going to be able to buy any cosmetics uh, that are the fancy ones. There are non-fancy ones that you can get for a different currency that is exclusively earned in-game for doing well. Um, but they're not, you know, the really fancy sparkly ones that everyone wants, you know. Um, and, yeah, so it's it's a lot of that. And I wouldn't be that mad at it if the rate of currency to payment was not ridiculous, um, a lot of the times these games, it'll be like a hundred gems for a dollar, you know? Yeah. Um, in this one, 50 gems is five bucks. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it, and it makes up for it somewhat that it's constantly throwing deals at you. Uh, the problem is, is that none of the deals increase the number of gems you're putting it, you're getting for the money. It always is like, here's some extra power-ups, here's some extra earnable currency. So it, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I can see the shitty mobile game practices and it sucks, but the game itself, the gameplay is very fun. And like, even when I failed the level, I had fun playing the level kind of a thing. So, yeah. um. For anyone who loved the Cake Mania series like I did, it is an okay alternative. Like, I wish I could have just paid 50 bucks and had the entire game available to me, but that's not going to happen. Um, and then the last one is uh, because I upgraded my PlayStation account, uh, 
I was able to use the PlayStation Plus to play the new game, uh, uh, Chia, which yeah. is the one that's like the little girl doing a Breath of the Wild on the islands kind of thing that we thought from the trailers. Um, it's all right. Uh, it, it's it's very interesting because it is very much based in the culture of this group of islands off the coast of New Zealand. Um, and it's very much like this is the languages they speak. This is how they live, dress. Like it's it like it's a fictional world, but it is clearly a fictional world based on that culture instead of being this is fantasy based on European culture kind of a thing. Um, and th the story is like you live on this island with your dad and your dad gets kidnapped and so we gotta go get dad back you know typical typical adventure. child things <laughs> right and it, it's it's a very family friendly game there is a little bit of violence but there is literally an option to tone down the violence in the settings to make it more family friendly which i think is really cool um I like that yeah it's it, it's it's a good for uh kids your, your kid definitely needs to be able to read uh, How... If they're going to play it, because everyone in you have to read the subtitles because everyone in the game speaks um, a combination of uh, Maori languages and French. <laughs> but how uh, how toned down can the violence be when you yeet a deer off a cliff? So you don't see the deer, so it's fine. Um, I mean, I watched there, somebody there on lot... stream yeet a deer off a cliff. There, there is a lot of throwing of animals, I will say that. Um... <laughs> And it, I was it, concerned. It, <laughs> the the amount of things you can possess is very impressive. I spent a good amount of time as a coconut. Um, but wow. I'm sorry. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, you you can possess a coconut and roll around on the beach. It's very fun. Uh, um, I was also able to possess like um a lantern and like throw the lantern at some fabric and cause it to burst into flames. Like there's stuff like that. Um. There's no real combat. The combat is basically possess and throw things. There isn't any, like, here is your, like, stick that you can hit things with in, when you're panicked. Uh, and my biggest issue is that because of that, doing any of the things that is, like, clearing enemies out of an area, because there are, like, enemy camp-like areas, that gets very repetitive very quickly because you're just throwing things on fire onto these pieces the 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 enemies are like um these golems made of fabric basically and so you know a little mm -hmm. fire and you're dealt with but that means that just running around lighting things on fire and it gets very repetitive very quickly um and the biggest disappointment for me is it's not fun to traverse the world and Oof. that's really disappointing uh because you have a uh the ability to possess things obviously and it starts off as a meter with three sections which is upgradable um but those sections don't indicate when you run out of this section this will happen or like you get kicked out of the thing or whatever um each chunk is a rechargeable chunk so say that i took possession of a bird and I completely depleted all my three chunks. Only the first one is going to refill. It's not going to refill all three. I have to eat food to refill the other two. Bag hmm. space is quite limited, so you can't carry around a lot of food. And um, 
as a result, it's a little frustrating because I feel like I'm having to constantly conserve my possession energy, which leads to a lot of running around on foot, which is not as fun. Because, um, like, you can possess a bird and fly over, and it, like, it makes total sense that if you possess a bird, it's going to bring that meter down faster because they don't want you just using birds to fly everywhere. Um, hmm. But even possessing a deer to get across vast stretches of land depletes it pretty quickly. Like, the things that don't deplete it very quickly is the lanterns and the coconuts that you can't really travel with, which sucks. Um, it is very funny to me, though, that you can pick up most animals and put them in your bag. Like, I caught a bird, and I put the bird in my bag and carried the bird around until I needed to travel quickly, pulled out the bird, possessed it, and went. What <laughs> um, uh... <laughs> One of the first things I did is I encountered a pig, and I picked it up, and she holds the pig over her head with both hands, and then just puts it in her bag. <laughs> so, th there, there is some comedy there. And so, the, the problem is, is um, that I'm just not having fun traveling through the world. Like, the traversal isn't keeping me engaged, and when you're having to go pretty decent distances to go do different things for your quest lines and all that stuff. It kind of wears on you. It gets a little boring, which is really unfortunate. And um, there's also the sailing element because it's, you know, an archipelago. And there's a bunch of, a uh, couple of islands that you travel around to on a raft with like a sail and a rudder. And the first time you do that is really cool. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm free. Very Wind Waker. Um, after a while, though, it gets... you like, okay, point the boat in the direction and go. Like, there, there's not... Like, there's things under the water. Like, you hop out of the boat and you can dive down to the bottom and grab a pearl or something. But it's not like there's consistently things to do on the water. And so there was one point where I set my boat in a direction, set the controller down, uh, had myself a little snack, and then picked up the controller when I got to the island. Oh. Like, it, 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 there there are a lot of points where I feel the game is not engaging me. Um, hmm. So. Which Should... is unfortunate, because there are elements of it that are, like, very fun. It also has a very slow start. Hmm. And, um... But it's got musical sequences that you can play along to with a variety of instruments, and that's fun. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but you can also hit a button and have it just automatically do it for you if you don't want to hear yourself fucking up the song and you just want to hear what the song is. Yeah, that would be me. What? I love fucking up songs and rhythm sections of the games. Yeah, it, I mean, it, like, it doesn't fuck it up that bad, but it's like, I would like to hear what the song is supposed to sound like. <laughs> um, we should get to the news because we've been going for a while and we have a lot of news to go through. Oh, um, so much news. Well, we were talking about accessibility settings just now oh. with making the game less, uh, making the yeah, game less gruesome. So why don't we tackle that? Let's talk about what Final Fantasy 16 is doing. Oh, yeah, let's talk about what Final Fantasy 16 is doing. So, uh, Final Fantasy 16 will have accessibility settings. For some reason, sort of. tied to five in-game rings, and you only get three ring slots in the game. But I have five fingers, Greg. You get three ring slots in the game. 
and the person, the director behind Final Fantasy 16, didn't even want to put accessibility settings in the game because Ooh. it would hurt his pride as a gamer. TM. Well, it's not about your pride, sir. His pride as a gamer TM is at risk because uh. accessibility settings that could have been a menu, but instead they're in-game rings, which means and it's gonna affect one guy in particular. Which <laughs> means it's gonna affect your stats in game. Yeah. And know? it's going to it's going to affect your stats in gaming. You can't have all those settings ticked at one shot because you can't equip all five rings. Do we know what the settings tied to the rings are? Uh, he mentioned that there's a ring that automatically uses potions if your health gets low. Oh man, come on! Uh, as that one of just them, be a setting. It should right. be. We were having a very heated discussion about how other games have done when this broke, about how other games have done weird things for accessibility. And I'm like, I don't agree with any of it, even if it does fit your game, your game's world. I don't agree with it. Accessibility Did... should be a menu, not something I have to pick and choose from and affect my experience with the game more directly. This feels very much like when Pokemon Sword and Shield made you go and collect a physical item in the third town in order to be able to change volume levels individually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was just weird. That should have just been in the sound settings. These should be settings too! <laughs> well, yeah, these should be settings too. That's my main point of being, like, that's why we have the O. Because... Accessibility shouldn't be locked behind in-game items. No. Period. No. Guys, just look at Celeste for decent accessibility. Right. Look at this Celeste. Bad. Look at uh, look at the Last of Us games now for decent accessibility. Now, not the now. original. I uh, yeah, <laughs> I say now. I don't mean the originals. Although the Last of yeah. Us Part Two would stand up to that quarry. Yeah, two two was fine, but they had to go back and make one like two. So. Yeah, but the fact yeah. that they did it <laughs> is, right. ki is kind of neat. The fact that those tools are available for any developer is also kind of neat. Uh, yes. <laughs> Other Squeenix news, um, Luminous, which made Forspoken, did was so poorly received that Luminous has been reabsorbed back into Squeenix. Oh my god. Which is kind which, of impressive which, when you consider that Marvel's Avengers did poorly and Crystal Dynamics wasn't reabsorbed back in the Square Enix yet. I think it has some, it, I would say that it probably has something to do with the fact that Crystal Dynamics does have something of a track record already because they did quite well on the Tomb Raider games. Whereas Luminous, I believe, was made for Forspoken, wasn't it? Uh, they have another game project. Did they? Yeah. When I was reading the article, it mentions a game they released before Forspoken that also bombed. Well, see, like, <laughs> the, the track record's not great. Wow. Um, I, I will say this. I would rather that them get reabsorbed into Squeenix than Squeenix just shut them down outright. Yeah. That's a little nicer. I mean, I'm sure there were some level of layoffs. Most of the industry works on individual contract anyway. Yeah. So, but... But we haven't been told about any yet. 
Yeah, so. And finally, the crypting Lovo Squeenix CEO is to be replaced. <laughs> Good. Yeah, but the guy they want to replace him with is, like, a guy in the cryptosphere already. Like, <laughs> so. Oh. The crypto-loving uh, CEO in Square Enix is getting replaced with a guy who actually knows how to put Square Enix in crypto. Instead of just saying, like, that's what we're going to do. Shit. I know. I really wish I'd give up on this. I was so hopeful. Uh, It's okay. We can still be hopeful because Mel shared the best. Oh, the best okay. fucking takedown ever oh, I, of crypto yeah, so last night. We gotta night. talk about this real quick. Um, for anyone who isn't familiar, Dan Olson or Folding Ideas is a YouTuber who has been doing some really impressive projects the last couple of years. He doesn't put out a video super often, but when he does, it's always like over an hour long and a banger. Um, yeah. So one of the first, he's he's been doing a lot like i started following him when he did his uh series on the 50 shades of gray trilogy of movies <laughs> but since then he has um did an entire video talking about the whole flat earth movement and how the flat earth movement basically just turned into qAnon supporters um he did a video about Jamie Oliver's relationship with chicken nuggets um but the big one that he did not the too long ago um was he last year i believe did a video on nfts why they suck and like it was just the most immaculate takedown of nfts that i've ever seen it's like two hours long and it goes into in-depth detail on nfts crypto how the entire system is broken the other day uh as of when we are recording he released a follow-up to that video basically in which he talks about all this now in relation to crypto land. Well, Decentraland. Basically, oh, crypto land. Decentraland, yes. Uh, Sorry. Basically, and it's something that apparently has existed for a while. I didn't know about it recently, until recently. Uh, apparently, it was supposed to be the metaverse. Like, oh. like. Everybody was supposed to flock to them and buy land. And buy their, and, their digital real estate and like and in practice it is make a big virtual city. Yeah. In practice it to me it looked like Roblox. It yeah. looked worse than Roblox when you talk to That fucking Dragonflight game looks like a five year old might have made it. Uh Yeah. But it, the video is oh, let me Pull up what exactly it's called because it is well worth looking up. Uh, it is called. The future is a dead mall. Decentraland and the metaverse. It's about an hour and 50 minutes long. And. Worth every minute. It's worth every minute. And like, I can understand how the subject might feel really dry, but. The way Dan Olson delivers things, it is consistently entertaining the entire way through. Um, he is one of my, I, I'm someone who like needs to listen to something while I sleep. He is one of my go-to listen to, to fall asleep people because his, his cadence is very easy to listen to. So, yeah. um, and he, he, he's got the jokes. There's some good jokes but, in there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
he shit all over crypto, which we love doing here. Uh, I really oh, love. We love to see it. I really but love he... shitting all over crypto. Um, My favorite thing was when he released the NFT video, and then Bitcoin two days later took a huge nosedive. <laughs> uh, though he admitted he planned that because crypto always takes a nosedive in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but you made it look like you did. <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely worth checking out. Not gonna, yes. it's a, almost a two hour video. Not gonna go in yeah, everything he says. Obviously don't, we can't summarize it. Don't have the time, but if it. you want to learn about Decentraland, a decentralized virtual space that was apparently supposed to represent our future a la Ready Player One, um, yeah, it is, equal, it is equal parts skewering of NFT crypto bro bullshit, and <laughs> look at this absolute failure and fire dumpster of a project, which is very satisfying. Hey, look at this one thing that sends you to a link to another site when Decentraland is already so poorly optimized, it's fucking melting your computer, and then this other site's gonna load 10 YouTube videos all at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, moving it's on could just keep us going because we got a lot to get through. Um, Pokemon Day happened since we last recorded. Um, yes. And there, there were some interesting things in there and some not so interesting things. The ones that I have put on our list because they were the most amusing. Uh, Pokemon Sleep Lives. <laughs> After years of not hearing yeah. anything. We, we know that Pokemon Sleep has not been abandoned. Uh, we also know that it's getting... That we're getting a new peripheral called the Pokemon Plus Plus mm -hmm. that will pair with it. And it will also pair with, like, Pokemon Go and that. Um, yeah. So instead of sleeping with your phone next to your head, you sleep with this fucking thing next to your head to um, get the same it, benefit. It, should, it shouldn't surprise anybody that I've already pre-ordered mine. It, it does not <laughs> surprise me, Liam. Uh, the, the best part of their announcement of this was when they said, we want to give you a reason to wake up in the morning. And I was like, yeah. don't peg yeah. me like that. Don't <laughs> yeah. do that to me gotta be a better way of phrasing we, that. We want to give you a um, reason to wake up in the morning. Wow, <laughs> Nintendo! Well. Okay. <laughs> I see how it is. Uh, I, I will admit that I have returned to Pokemon Go um, recently uh, be, because as we were talking about, there there, there may be an, a new boyfriend in my life as well and he happens to work for Niantic, so... Oh. I don't have a choice anymore. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you got oh yeah. All you <laughs> listeners, sorry, I'm taken. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about it before recording. I'm uh, still yeah. single. <laughs> yeah, Mel's still single, and she loves video games, and she crafts. I, I, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I, I will be your gamer GF. Um, uh, I was gonna say, gamer, though, gamer girlfriends are big right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, uh, while I have. Big titties. I am not big titty goth gamer girl. So I'm, I'm not the so, goth part. I, I literally went to a Broadway so, wave. Like so I'm super cool. I so I, uh, Mel, Mel dresses very tame. We've seen. Uh, 
Sorry. I mean, I started working from home and my collection of sleepwear doubled, so <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm not uh, getting dressed to impress anyone. Uh, and then, surprising nobody, we got Scarlet and Violet DLC announced, which, you know, yes. I've been calling that yes. since Scarlet and Violet were announced. Um, I like that the, they truly know what we want, because the pre-order bonus was four new outfits. <laughs> Oh yeah, they know. They know that we want, and the outfits don't make you look like you're going to school. Like they know what we want. Yeah. Give it. My character in Scott and Violet still looks like he's forty. Um, <laughs> because you, you either, either look, look like you're forty or you look like you're four. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, those are the only options you have. I chose to not look like Joe Bay and. Uh, <laughs> But um, DLC confirmed, uh, they really fucked up with this official video, though, because if you listen to it closely, they tell you both DLCs are coming out this year, which is not true. Uh, they had to post a, a correction about that, because with how they worded it, it made it sound like the second DLC was coming out first, and it was like going to come out like immediately, because it was, they said winter of 2023, which is not not true. Mm -hmm. Winter of yeah. next year, guys. Uh, we still have to wait till the fall. If I'm willing to bet that uh, October probably will be when um, we got it, because that's when we got Sword and Shields fall DLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the so in case anyone hasn't seen it yet, the first DLC seems to be themed around like your classic like Japanese summer festival kind of vibes, and that's really cool and fun. Um, I want big and, wrestling cat. Yeah, and the second DLC is basically showing us that there is another fucking Pokemon school, <laughs> and uh, I want the outfits from the promo in that one now. <laughs> I don't want they, to wait. They are pretty good. Um, it's so good. They they look way better than the uniforms we got in the base game. Uh, yeah. I want Galapagos Turtle. That I swear yeah. to God, if it does yes. not, if it does not pull an Arceus and change types, I riot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because that thing literally has the type symbols on its shell. I want Galapagos ooh, Turtle ooh. now. <laughs> What if it has the ability, like, Kecleon, that it turns into whatever type it's hit by? I'm okay with that. It yeah. needs to change type, though. It cannot have the Pokemon type symbols on its shell and not change type. <laughs> right. I'm okay with that, yeah. And, and yeah, and yeah, so far, so far my, my favorite Pokemon that was announced uh, as part of the first DLC that we'll be getting in the fall... Uh, my favorite Pokemon is actually, like, I'm, I'm guessing he's supposed to be, like, a sumo cat or something. He's a very muscular cat. <laughs> very, oh, very, for, su for, very for, super for, muscular. For, for them Incineroar lovers. <laughs> yep. Very muscular. I, I have not looked up the new Pokemon, because I know what happens when Pokemon get announced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I don't know what anybody's talking yeah, about. Yeah, what are you talking about? We are completely... We talked about this with Infinite Fusion. They were very nice to Gallade. We're going to be very nice to the Pokemon in this one. Uh, sure. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you know what else is fine? Uh, Wizard game banned from GDQ. 
all wizard game banned oh. from GDQ. <laughs> not, all wizard not, games. Not not just legacy. All wizard game banned from GDQ. <laughs> no more not Harry Potter at GDQ. Given the vibes of GDQ. <laughs> no more no more wizard game at GDQ, which you know upset wizard game speedrunners, and I get it. Uh, yeah, I, I, from from the perspective of the people who regularly speedrun these games, I can totally get it because, like, it is something you commit to to learn to do one of those speedruns really it, well. And it was right. so weird to watch a GDQ where no Harry Potter games were on the schedule when there's normally at least two, because yeah. somebody always speedruns Sorcerer's Stone. And then normally someone speedruns uh, um, Goblet of Fire. Mm -hmm. And those were not there. I wouldn't know. The only one that I have ever played extensively is the Prisoner of Azkaban game for Game Boy Color that was an RPG. Well, you, you have to stay up super late to watch those anyway, because they're always one of the late night runs. Yeah. But um, I don't sleep during GDQs. Uh, <laughs> I am glued to my computer the whole time. Wizard Game is also getting a TV series, though. Mm, Wizard Game is also probably getting a sequel, because it sold really well. It oh, sold? A, yeah. What I find fascinating is that it sold really well, but only about a third of people got the achievement for beating the main story. That's because people didn't buy the Which, game. People that... didn't buy the game to play it. They bought the game to fight trans people and yeah <laughs> like well, let's be honest now that i say that though that's not super unusual there are a lot of games that have low completion also the also to beat unless you speed run through hogwarts legacy to beat the games like 30 40 hours yeah so yeah, it's, it's meaty so it's there's a lot of people that just don't have that kind of time i'm not surprised yeah. i'm struggling to find time to beat a four to five hour game like yeah. Oh, you want to talk about another controversial game? Always. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that Kill the Justice League had their big PlayStation Presents presentation and then immediately got delayed because everyone hated it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you have Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark, and you have more than one of those using a gun, you fucked up. The only yeah, one that true. should be using a gun in that scenario is fucking Deadshot. And I can see using a gun-like interface for Boomerang. But no, they gave him a gun too. And King Shark has a gun. Doesn't need, yeah, doesn't need a why, gun. Why? <laughs> Explain. Why do all of your characters have guns when they don't need guns? Like... Yeah, it, it was... It was fascinating to watch you know, the like, I, reactions to this because everyone was just like, you know, ever since You know, ever since that game got announced alongside Gotham Knights, I've watched it steadily like, lose favor every oh. single every single time they tell us anything about it. Like, just like Gotham Knights, everybody was super excited for it. And then every time we hear something else about Kill the Justice League, it gets downticked. Downtick. Yeah. I and... still haven't played Gotham Knights, even though I do own it now because I bought that relief bundle, humble bundle, did recently. Yeah. So here's, I do own it now. Here's the thing, they've been delayed, 
But what the fuck is the delay going to do? It's not like they're going to rebuild the entire freaking game in a few months. Right. I mean... Like, it, the underlying architecture is there, and that's what they have to work with. Yep. I mean, they could give the characters non-gun ranged weapons. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, <laughs> me... You know, I, I can only imagine. They can pull that off with Boomerang. What the fuck are you going to do for King Shark and Harley Quinn? You're going to have to completely rework those characters. Uh, give Harley Quinn a joke gun. No, she doesn't need a gun. She needs a fucking hammer. She needs a ranged weapon. Oh my god. Speaking she did of have Harley the Quinn, pistol from the first movie, but so we're not counting that. She, <laughs> need, she needs a ranged weapon, so just give her like a glam rock ranged weapon. I'm sorry, like that that's my solution here. You could take okay. it or leave it. <laughs> um speaking of Harley Quinn, this is kind of off topic, but if I don't tell you guys about it, like I will never get this out of my mind. So <laughs> today I was on Twitter. That sounds like a bad idea. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. Um because I saw a post from a man who posted a screenshot of Harley Quinn from the Harley Quinn series and went the fuck do you mean? I thought she was 15. And I was like, sir, she has a degree. Yeah, yeah that, that what? She has her doctorate. She's at least 30. In what in what world is Harley Quinn 15? Bare, and, and even oh, then, bare if, if minimum, 15, she, why? bare minimum, she's mid 20s. Like, bare minimum. Right. Like, even if you want to say she skipped like a couple of grades in high school or she was able to get her credits done quick in college. The girl is at least 25. Yeah. Um, if 15, why date Joker in Poison Ivy? Excuse you? Yeah. Uh, Big uncomfy. I think I'm more concerned wow. about, I think I'm more concerned about the fact that this guy wanted Holly Quinn to be underage. Oh, the, the entire responses and the quote teats that fucking decimating this man he is no more <laughs> good wow <laughs> uh, everyone's like <laughs> and half half the responses i saw were along the lines of bitch that is an educated woman <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how dare you sexualize yep. her thank you step back <laughs> <laughs> sir um, Not to mention the fact that I have an entire cubby dedicated to her, so I'm one of those people. Oh, <laughs> I, called I called it. <laughs> I called it. Um, Liam seemed like one of those people. <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Remember how we said Yuji Naka got arrested? He pled guilty. Uh, shocker, he decided to waste everybody's time by not just pleading guilty to insider trading when Japan don't arrest you unless they have you dead to rights. Like, right. they don't, they don't waste their time. Right, right, right. So, uh, um, yeah. Uh, Atelier Ryza is getting an anime. I have said before, I assume all Atelier games just spring fully formed into the world, and I assume this show will be the same. Like, I assume we were tell me. You, I was assume... You can't tell me human hands made it. It just appeared. Oh yeah. It just appeared. Uh it just showed up on somebody's computer one day and they're like, oh, what's this? Like every Atelier game. Because you can't tell me somebody makes those. Right? They they are not made by human hands. They just appear. You can't um, you can't convince us otherwise. 
I, I, I will probably, like, at least give it a curious glance, because I, I don't know anything about these freaking games, but the promo trailer was very well done. Like, it looks oh, gorgeous. Oh, I would so definitely, I would, be happy. I would definitely watch it. Like, right? hands give me down. Some, give me some cute witch vibes. Um, <laughs> oh, Greg, you know about this one. Uh, the the article you posted in the chat uh, talked about how someone has created the add multiplayer button. Oh yeah, uh, somebody has decided that uh, everybody always is like, oh, where's multiplayer? Where's oh, it's just so simple to click an add to put an add multiplayer button in the games. Well, it's not that simple unless your game's based in Unity now, um, <laughs> because somebody created a mod that you could put into your game that adds very, very, very basic multiplayer. Uh, wow. And so game. now a lot of games that do not need multiplayer have it. Uh, the trailer for it was showcasing like eight people running around Firewatch. Yeah. And by, uh, by very basic, I mean these players can't actually do anything but like run around your game world. Only yeah. the main player can actually like progress or interact with things. But right. there's it's your multiplayer. Very, it's very little sibling multiplayer. But it's but I also think it's the most adorable thing I've read this past month was someone's just like here's multiplayer and it's just little children running around pretty much because you know it's what? not even full fledged characters in the model they were like little blob floating blobs that were running around. And, and, and you know what I have to say though for people who value ga like story based games as like a communal experience I can totally see why they oh, would want yeah. that oh yeah hands yeah. down I could see a market for this yeah um hey uh that that multiverses game uh you like oh, apparently I... the beta is closing so oh yeah release it oh yeah uh the multiverses is <laughs> a great game and I would tout that to anyone that will listen, it is one of the best party brawlers I've ever seen. And yet, <laughs> they've decided that now that its beta period is done, they're going to shut it down for the rest of the year. And, <laughs> and come, back I... and come back in 2024 with the full game. Um, are we sure they're coming back? <laughs> Alright, so so I found so I found this story in another Discord. In another Discord that I'm a part of. And I immediately went, nah, that's not what's fucking going on here. They're shutting the game down and just trying not to do say that that's what they're doing so they don't they don't get lumped into the shutting down live services bandwagon that's going on right now. Yeah. I'm like, that game's not coming back. Um, which is a shame, because I really fucking liked it. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I did a review on it. I think I did a review on it. I feel like you wrote something about it. I definitely wrote something that had a substantial amount to say about multiverses. Mm -hmm. Maybe I sang its praises in one of my microtransaction pieces. I think is probably what it is. But yeah, uh, that game's not coming back. <laughs> it's officially out of beta though, guys. Uh, but it, But my honest opinion is it's not coming back. Uh, 
it probably didn't make all of the money, so they're just going to shut it down. And you can't have just some of the money. You have to have all of the uh, money. You know, players were just getting too demanding with the characters they wanted. You know, like Gandalf, who was in the first trailer that you showed us. Or, you know, like, we wanted Goku, which you already put in the in the back end of the game. Like, <laughs> players were getting too demanding with the characters they wanted, is my opinion. We if wanted... I can't fight Gandalf and Goku against each other, what's the point? If I can't have Goku and Shaggy Ultra Instinct against each other, then where's my <laughs> meme? Where is the meme? Where is my meme gone? Uh, I forget what date it's actually shutting down, but it's like within the next month or something like that. And then again, Soon. they say they're coming back in 2024. We'll see. But we'll update you on that. I'm pretty sure we've seen the end of Multiverses. Uh, it was such a good game. Yeah, um... As for other things that are gone, Dark and Darker got pulled. We have a good oh, number. Yeah. We have a good number of things on this list of games that yep. are gone right now. Uh huh. This one was nasty. Oh. Um, stolen assets, stolen Ooh. lots of things. Um, I actually Ooh. pulled the story up because I knew we were going to talk about it. Um, so this is a for those who don't know, it's a fantasy MMO that was supposed to go into early access in April. Okay. And they had had kind of a little peek, a sneak peek and been letting people play and whatever. And pretty much everybody, all of my gaming squad was into it, like big into it. Um, I didn't even try it out myself, but all of them did. Um, but it came to light, I think initially um, the story broke and it was like, I think maybe they have assets, but then it was like, no, they have assets. And it was, um, let's see, striking similarities with the concept for P3 in major gameplay rules, arts, which could not have been made independently. It, that That's, yeah, that's flat out. And that's, um, it's a, let's see, it's, it is a genre in the same genre called P3, a title many of them had been working on at Nexon before jumping ship over to this new company. They, yeah. It sounds like they just took their assets with them. Which is and, not how assets work. And like, as much as I would love to say, like, if you made it, it should be yours, kind of a thing. Like, this is not—that's not how, not that how works. game design works. No, uh, no, no not at all. like the the terms of your contract say that doesn't belong to you. Right. So yeah, it um, and I I mean I when we first got word of this I I was this is going to go badly and it it really has. At this point, Steam has completely pulled Dark and Darker off the store. Um, unless they replace, and I mean, if you think, they've got to replace the gameplay, the rules, and the art. <laughs> so that's everything. <laughs> the, they have to replace no, the everything. Nuh-uh. Yeah. They didn't have to replace the music until someone finds out that that was probably stolen, too. <laughs> right. uh, oh, sure, the music and voice lines are fine. Everything else has got to go. Until we find oh, out yeah. that those were all stolen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> if not stolen, it's royalty-free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She'll be coming around the mountain. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, it. I don't. I don't think this is going to come back, which is a shame. Because, like I said, all my friends were playing it. All of them said it was a really good game. But 
I it just I from honestly what I heard of it, I, again I didn't play it, but it sounded a lot to me like. Do you guys remember? I think it was last year a game came out called Hood, and it was like a Robin Hood, yeah, uh, multiplayer uh, oh, I heist that. kind of thing. Yeah, that, this is kind of similar because it's a it's a heist kind of thing. The only thing is, is with the with the Hood thing, you had set teams of four. This thing would put you in whether you were one person or three people. It would put mm -hmm. you into the same matches. Hmm. So. But the, the the concept still sounded enough like Hook that I'm sitting there going, why don't they get in trouble by them? Because this is the game that's already been released. So, yeah, I, I don't see it coming back, but who knows? Anything can happen in the video game industry. So. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> um, we have seen much worse happen. So Right. Other thing that got taken down is the one Greg notified us about Bleak Faith Forsaken. Yeah, um it also it, went down for plagiarism. Uh yeah, yep, oh it God. did. Um so the company claims that they didn't intend to steal anything. They bought an asset pack off of oh the God. Epic Games store that just so happened to be duplicate apps acts uh assets for like sword swinging and character motions and that to Elden Ring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Uh so yeah, the company is saying that we didn't know the assets were stolen. We bought them from a legal marketplace. Epic is saying that it's not our job. <laughs> To make sure the assets aren't stolen. Mm -hmm. um, the asset pack in question has been pulled from the store, but it, it it's already been done. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so they had so their game is currently down until they replace the animations, which they are currently working on. Um, Epic says it claims no responsibility <laughs> of course so of course it, um yeah just for super more cheery news austria has ruled that fifa loot boxes are illegal gambling yay, yay. now blizzard can with now blizzard can withhold uh diablo Immortal from their market too because you know Whoa. it's not important to the game but it's so important to the game it's so important I mean, yeah. here's the thing, though. I feel like loot boxes have already kind of been on their way out because everyone's gone for the battle pass rotating shop system lately. Yeah, because nobody's regulating that right now. <laughs> right, and so, like, this is great, and I love it to, for, like, another legal step, but it's, like, how many games are coming out, actually, with loot boxes these days besides FIFA, you know? Right. Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your insight. <laughs> You're welcome. I thought it was necessary. No, uh, right. just a lot of games want to do more. Yeah. 
with uh, loot boxes, and they would love to get away with it, but for some reason, we just won't let them. Because we're, hmm. we're Wonder why. bad. For some reason. We won't for let them, because we're bad. The, uh, the, the whole, you can't have the game because your government says no to our loot boxes really gives off the vibe of the beatings will continue until morale improves. Uh-huh. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, well, we got three more to roll through real quick. Uh, first off, within a few hours of when we are recording this, so by the time it comes out, it will already happen. The Wii U and 3DS eShop will be no more. Rest in peace, Box Boy. You mm-hmm. will be missed. Because, you right. know, it's an eShop exclusive everywhere outside of fucking Japan. So... <laughs> Can't always just the good shit, man. Rest in peace, Box Boy. Yeah. So, but in conjunction with that, a really cool story. Um, Gerard, also known as the Completionist, a guy over on YouTube, spent twenty thousand dollars to save games from the eShop. He did. Um. And I know, I know, I know, emulation, emulation, but this is a way to have them legally because this was then donated to a game preservation society and if they have emulated copies, Nintendo could come after them. Right. Uh, so it was $20,000 to save all these freaking games. They can't even all be on one Wii U because the Wii U can only display 300 icons at a time. <laughs> But they have been preserved, and that's what matters. I think what matters like is Nintendo it. should have preserved them. You know, in the words of in in the words hey, of James Stephanie Sterling, uh, it is now legally okay to pirate Nintendo's 3DS games and it, Wii U they, games because they've they decided they've decided that right. they don't want your money. So therefore, it is legally okay to pirate them. Morally okay to pirate them. Really. Here's the thing. That's absolutely wild to me. This has broken the Pokemon chain. Because because, um, since Generation 3, it has been theoretically, though it takes a lot of hardware to make it happen, it has been theoretically possible to take a Pokemon from the third generation all the way up to the current one. That is something that is going to be broken somewhat because you can no longer download the apps needed to transfer from the 3DS to the Switch onto your 3DS. Right. Uh, so the if com- you have them, it works. So the company but. did state that Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transporter will be able to be downloaded for an unknown amount of time. After the shop yeah. closes. I yeah. state unknown amount of time. Because right. even the company that manages those services does not know when Nintendo would tell them to stop. Right. And the the one thing that is super cool is um, the Pokemon Transporter app, which was needed to bring things from the standard DS games into the bank so they could go to the 3DS games. Um, that cost money to run uh 
as of the shutdown, and I, I don't believe it's immediate, but within the near future, the functionality of that will become free. Oh, okay. So, um, yes. if you have it downloaded, huzzah. And the last thing we have to talk about um, is Tax Heaven 3000. <laughs> mm. um, I, I don't even know what to think about this one. Okay, so for those who are not aware, uh, Tax Heaven 3000 is a game being put out by Mischief, the brand uh, that does like kind of absurdist art piece types of things. Um, and basically, uh, what it is, is it is a, uh, game that is a, in the style of, like, a Japanese dating sim, and what you do is you go on five dates with Iris, and in the process of going on those dates, she collects information from you by, like, conversation and such, and at the end, generates your federal tax return. <laughs> and here's the thing. I called my mother the moment I found out about this because my mother owns a tax office and I explained that her business model is about to get fucking wrecked because of this. As a joke, you know? And explained the entire thing to her. She thinks it's absolutely hilarious and thinks we should test it. I kind of yeah. agree with her. Which we would have loved to, mind you. It did get pulled from Steam. Um, presumably because it does ask for your social security number <laughs> in order to generate your tax return. Um, I believe it is possible to move forward in the game without actually giving it your social security number, but I can totally understand why Steam would be concerned. Sure. Um... And I would be super concerned as well if this were not coming from a brand that has been long established and proven themselves fairly trustworthy. Right. Like, they are not going to risk everything that they have to do in identity fraud. Um, but the game is out and available now <laughs> on itch.io. It is. You, you can get it. Um, and it's free. It's free. <laughs> That's the best part. Um, and they they specifically advertise it as best for those who are filing singly, so they know their target audience. Yep. Um, but if you know, and it to be clear, it only does your federal. It doesn't do your state, and it only does it for the U.S. There is no like U.K. DLC. Um, Yet. <laughs> And you can, it it is sold out now, but they were selling a physical version that came with a body pillow. Oh my god. Because, of I course just... they were. Okay, but what is the male's name? <laughs> oh, the man in the game? Yeah, what's his name? His name is Turbo. Of course it is. <laughs> what's his name? His name is Turbo because um, I suspect that someone on staff at this company just got really fucking mad at TurboTax. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, I'll make a game that does this better than you. Yeah, so <laughs> let me read their basically manifesto on the website. 
Hi there, Iris here. It's always been a dream of mine to meet that special someone and file their tax return. Join me and we'll search for, search for deductions while searching for love. But be careful, we are not alone. Corporate tax filing services like TurboTax are, by dint of extensive lobbying, predatory, parasitic bottlenecks that deliberately complicate the tax filing process in order to make it unnavigable by ordinary people. They feed us their poison so that we will buy their medicine. Most wealthy countries make tax filing free, if the burden of preparation is even passed along to individuals at all. TurboTax, TurboTax actively seeks to backdoor the regulatory structure that, that could otherwise seek to rein it in, and it works. The villainous corporation that controls the government from the shadows is a sadly mundane reality. It's the most boring industry imaginable. TurboTax, per its own internal documents, is built upon the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that ordinary people have about their taxes. Against this, we've hit free software built on parasocial desire for intimacy and benign horniness. If TurboTax is dark UI, Tur uh, Tax Heaven 3000 is pink UI, the night, night core of tax software. Video games are, at the end of the day, pieces of software ontologically akin to Microsoft Word. All of TurboTax's cutesy loading animations are fake graphics. Tax Haven 3000 simply makes that fiction the point. For some reason, the game-to-real-life interface has tended to remain in the purview of corporate metaverse fictions. Tax Heaven 3000 is the dongle that adapts from a visual novel to the IRS. Come on, let's get started. I can already tell I'm going to like you. And remember, if you die in the game, you die in real life. If you d file your taxes in the game, you file your taxes in real life. Wow. So, like, someone was popping off. Wow. It's it's beautiful. I love it. Um, That's pretty amazing. <laughs> see, my question... Who hurt is, you and how was it TurboTax? <laughs> it was 100% TurboTax. Um, like I said, my my mom owns a tax office, and she she or my little sister who went to school for fine uh, for uh, like tax preparation and like bookkeeping and all that kind of stuff um, wor works for her. And my little sister has been the one that's done my taxes for the past two years, um, and so we want to test it out because we think it's just funny, you know. And yeah. I specifically, we, we thought for a second we should use um, my youngest sister's taxes to test it out because she is a college student and she just has like a handful of W-2s and that's it. And I decided against that, A, because I'm not going to make my sister do it for my amusement and B, because I think it'd be more interesting to use mine because while I, it would be filing singly, my taxes are a little more complicated because I have like small business shit because I have done, because I regularly do some freelance writing um, for a video game and I have an Etsy shop and I won money from uh, the state fair and everything I spent to win the money at the state fair or to do my Etsy shop or to do that freelance can get written off. Oh. So I want to know, can this game handle that? Mel, calm down. They said simple tax returns. Yeah, but I'm curious, you know, because like, how far can you push know. it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. How far, how I far thought, can we? You know when? It, you know when we were talking about this uh, in the chat back when it came out, I thought about actually just downloading it and going through it because I already have my tax return. I know what 
it is. I know what my total should be. I wanted to see if Tax Haven was close. Yeah. Boy, I am literally downloading it right now. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize it was out. So that's what I'm going to do tonight. Um yeah, cuz my my taxes aren't filed yet, but my taxes are currently sitting at my mom's office 75% done. So at this point we could probably make the comparison and yeah. I want to know. <laughs> I'm curious. So, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm curious at this point how much it can actually handle. Right. So maybe I'll write something up about it. We'll see. <laughs> Everybody knows that Irish Chan is best. His best tax um, preparer. Yeah, and my, my my favorite thing is that on the page they admit like do cuz horny. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it has multiple endings. Uh <laughs> Well, and I mean it is a dating um... sim, so Yeah, and let me like pull up these screenshots because uh it's I'm, she says to you, like, I'm so glad you came. It's exciting meeting someone new, don't you think? Especially when, um, well, I'm filing singly this year, you know? What about you? And then your options are, I'm filing singly, I'm filing jointly, I'm what? <laughs> Wait, what? And then they have a screenshot of her asking for your social security number. Oh my god. Which I think might have been, like, what got them. Um... They have the phrase on their page, taxes make the heart grow fonder. And then... Okay, but no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, but no. <laughs> no, they my, don't. My, my favorite screenshot on the website is, like, of a corporate printer, and there's, like, the print and the download button, and your hand is hovering over the download, and her hand is on top of yours, and she's saying, oh, we'll God. do it together at whatever pace you're comfortable with. Oh my god. It's so <laughs> funny. I, oh I need, my? I need, wow. I need to experience this. You know what? Wow. I mean, even if you don't want to do your taxes with it, you can probably just feed it bullshit information to get through, and I need I need to know what this is. How yeah. much of this is a yeah. game, and how much of this is a tax program? Exactly. <laughs> I I need to we need We need a review, Mel. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, none of us can own the body pillow, though, because it's sold out. That's what secondhand is for. Let's check eBay. Mm. Do, do you want a secondhand body pillow of an anime girl, yeah, Greg? Because no, I don't think you do. Nope. <laughs> no, I'd rather no. a body pillow or turbo. He looked much more attractive to me. <laughs> nope. Thank you. I have bought exactly one body pillow in my life, goddammit. I will stick with the uh, of the main characters of Yuri on Ice. I will stick with the girl in a in a bathtub body pillow that I saw online. Thank you. Good lord. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to answer that question. I know I have more than one, but I don't know exactly how many I have, which is scary. <laughs> I'm gonna say less than five and just leave it there. Here, here's the thing. I legit need to buy like an actual body pillow, like for the purposes of sleeping, like in my bed. Yeah. Like I, I need I an really... actual body pillow for what it's meant for, and not for the horny. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I, I, I need a body pillow for not the horny, and I would be willing to, as a ha ha funny, 
despite the fact that I would be spending my own damn money on it, get myself a stupid, like, anime body pillow for the laughs, you know? Um, however, I am greatly tempted by the massive U-shaped body pillow that goes in front of and behind you. Yes, I love that thing. You mean the oh candy cane? And so I can't, I can't get the horny body pillow of that. You mean yeah. the, you mean the, uh, um, candy cane? I saw a commercial for one. And that's no, all. no, it, it is literally a full U shape. Ah, oh, this yeah. thing was not a full U shape, and all I could think of was it reminded me of a candy cane. Yeah, no, this one is a full U shape, and unfortunately, I can't just buy it on Amazon, one, because I'm not. I have other things to spend my money on at the moment, eventually, but not right now. Not, and not with that attitude, you can't. And with. Every single one that I have found on Amazon, it is specifically advertised as being for pregnant women, and I don't need my family to assume anything about me because oh, we God. share an Amazon account. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoops. Well, that's so what I really need to do is just put it on my fucking Christmas list and make one of them buy it for me. That would be one way to uh, come out to a family, I guess. I mean, I, I, they know how pitifully single I am, though, so I'd probably be safe. It's okay. No, um, I'm normally in the same market as you, Mel. We've been pitifully single for a while together. Yeah. I, I will say that you're saying just for the laughs, I'll buy one. My first one was bought for the chuckles, and it's led to more of them. So I <laughs> eventually irony becomes sincerity. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Bought for, so, bought yeah. for the laughs. Keep buying for the function. Yeah, here, pretty much. Here, here's the thing. I bought my little sister, the Yuri on ice one, the year Yuri on ice came out. Um, <sighs> Such a like, good I anime. Got, it's so good. Um, Like I got it off wish and she already had, like, a big, long pillow that I was able to just put the cover on, so it worked out fine. Here's the thing. That is... That body pillow case is stuffed and still hanging out in the rec room in my mom's basement. Wow. Just on a couch. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> funny. I get jump scared by it every time I go down there. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is... It's one guy on one side and one guy on the other, so it alternates who jump scares me. <laughs> it's alternating who scares the shit out of you. The the absolute worst part of Dockies is that you okay, the Docky itself, the cover costs around fifty to sixty dollars. Mm -hmm. The pillow on the inside can range anywhere from a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I want a yo so a nice pillow now. <laughs> <laughs> I have dockies, but only two of them are actually like on a pillow because I like I can't afford that many pillows. Hey, and one of them I do sleep with for propping myself up, not yeah, for any reason. Like I don't have one, but I've got four pillows on my bed: one that goes behind me, one that I hug, and two that go under my head. Like yeah, exactly. And lately, I've gotten back into sleeping with my weighted blanket, and I don't know why I ever stopped. <laughs> It feels so good. Those things trigger my claustrophobia like you would not believe. I'd never slept with one. The same way. Yeah, I. Oh my god, you put those things on me and I just I tense up. It 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 really freaks me out. Yeah, my my one sister and I we both love them. And then the other one, and she's like, "This is not relieving the anxiety. This is giving mm -hmm. the anxiety." Yeah, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
I suppose we can wrap it up. Well, we definitely we've have been going to. Quite a while. Because, you know, we got sidetracked with uh, body pillow talk. That's <laughs> right, everybody. Air your shame in the podcast. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Besides, I have to go file my taxes. That's right. <laughs> you say hello to I- Irish Chan for us. Oh, I will. <laughs> All right. Drop your details. All right. Well, I've been Gray. You can catch me on Twitter at B-R-I-S underscore P-I-T. I still... uh, Most of my tweets recently have been bitching at companies for having shit services. Uh, So if you want to see me be an old man online yelling at people to get off my lawn and provide me good service... (laughs) (laughs) And I've been Liam. You can find me at D. Graymuzzle. And I haven't been posting anything lately. However, I'm going to take a cue from one of my coworkers, and I'm really going to try to focus on positivity when I do post. That's what Twitter needs right now. All right. <laughs> um, I'm Mel. You can find me on Twitter at, at Mel Curtis, which I am not posting there much. However, I have posted some on YouTube. Uh <laughs> I started doing a little bit of that, and you can find me there at um, Magical Girl Mel because I'm talking anime shit because I can't binge that to my roommate we'll, anymore. We'll uh, we'll recommend Mel's videos are entertaining. Thank you, but you have to say that because we're friends. I don't have to say shit. I will tell you if your content sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, the. The website Twitter is BDG underscore UK. That's where you can find everything from our entire team, not just the voices you hear here on the podcast. And we would love to see you over there. Bye. Bye.